Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 205 of the Property Magic Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you how you can improve your decision-making skills. Now, this is actually brand new content that I've just put together for my Property Magic Live event coming up, but I thought I'd share it with you because I think this is going to have a real impact on you and your success with your property investing. You see, where you are right now in your life is a result of all the decisions you have ever made, both good and bad. And in my experience, generally in property investing and in life in general, successful people are generally decisive people. They're quick to make up their mind and slow to change their mind. Whereas unsuccessful people often don't really make a decision. They're very slow to make a decision and they sometimes they quickly change their mind as well. So I want you to become a more successful decision maker, which is going to make you a more successful investor. So to put this into context and to help you realize how important this is, I want you to think about What's a life-changing decision that you have made in the past? Something you thought about, you made a decision, and it's had a huge positive impact on your life. And to stimulate your thinking, let me give you two personal examples. So the first one is all the way back to the year 2000. Uh, I attended a large Anthony Robbins, so Tony Robbins is one of the top peak performance coaches in the world, a Tony Robbins event in London. And it was incredible. It completely changed my mindset, my perspective on life. And I thought, this is amazing. I want to get more of this. And Tony Robbins actually talks about the importance of consistently putting yourself into the right environment. He gives the example, look, if you want to become uh, muscular and toned, you can't just go to the gym once and expect to have an amazing body. You need to keep going back to the gym to train your body. In the same way, you need to train your mind. And so he offers this program called University Mastery, uh, which is a number of different courses spaced out over a year. And these are held around the world. So when you make an investment in this training, not only do you have to pay for the training, which I think was about $12,000, you also have to pay for the flights, the hotel accommodation, all your food, etc. So it's probably close to a $20,000 investment. Now, at the time, I was working at Cadbury's. I think I was on about £30,000 or something like that. And so to spend or make a commitment for $20,000 was a really big decision. But I weighed up the decision and I thought I've gained so much And I know I need help with the mindset, as most people do. And I'd also invested previously. In 1998, I did a a four-day business course, about £4,000. It was a huge investment at the time, but I'd already got my money back many times over. So I knew the value of investing in myself. So I decided to take the leap of faith. And it was a leap of faith. It was a, you know, I didn't quite know how I was going to pay for it. I put it onto my credit card at the time. And I thought, you know, I will find a way to pay for it. And throughout that year, I was so pleased I had made that investment. It would have been so easy to say, you know what, I can't afford it. I want to do it, but I'll do it some other time. And I think it's so important to seize the opportunity when it's there. And in fact, um, one of those trips was to Hawaii. So in 2001, I went to Hawaii for a 10-day course called Life Mastery. And it was 
actually the very last time that Tony Robbins ran that very large life mastery. Um, it was actually the year that uh, 9-11 happened and it was a very emotional time. It was actually a very um, really special moment I will remember for the whole of my life. And if I'd have put it off to another time, well, I wouldn't have had that exact experience. So it was an amazing decision I made that absolutely impacted my life. And a lot of what I learned, I use that personal development mindset in the training I deliver to my students as well. So that was one change that I made, one decision I made that had a huge impact in my life. Another decision I made, which might have had an impact on your life, was the decision to actually finally commit and write my book, Property Magic. I'd been trying for a couple of years and a couple of my mentors had said how important it is to, to get a book, to raise your profile as an expert so people get to know you and get to to hear about you. And uh, lots of people were asking me about how to invest. We'd started PIN a few years before and people were asking me all the same questions. And I thought, wouldn't it be easier to put a book together to answer their questions rather than having to go through them? So I'd been trying to do this for a couple of years and being a bit unsuccessful. And I went to an event, a speaker event that I was attending and also speaking at. And I was talking about how I'd started my mastermind program. This was the end of 2007, this event. And um, a lady came up to me afterwards, a lady called uh, Mindy gibbons Klein, who's now a really good friend of mine. And she said, Simon, what you've been talking about is amazing. Your mastermind sounds brilliant. You should write a book about it to let people know about it. And I said, oh, Mindy, I would love to write a book. I've been trying for a number of years. I've had a couple of attempts, but I've never really quite focused on it. She said, well, Simon, good news is that's what I help people do. Her nickname was the book midwife. She helps people kind of birth their book. And uh, she said, look, I'd love to help you. So she was offering some coaching and it was an investment in, uh, in her and in myself. And I looked at it. Now, very often people look at investing in themselves and they're, they're worried about it. They say, well, will it work? Will it work for me? And they sometimes look at the cost of doing something rather than look at the value it's going to create. And you know, I've always understood the value of investing in myself. And I knew I wanted to get the book. And I thought, actually, the several pound in the several thousand pound investment to get a coach, if that helps me get the result I need, it's well worth it. So I invested the money and it's one of the best things I've ever done. Um, she helped me put together a structure for the book, put the content in. And we actually wrote the book really quickly because I was working to a deadline because I wanted to have it done before attending a big property show I was speaking at in early 2008. By the way, that's a big hint for you, a big tip. If you want to get something done, give yourself a deadline. It really helps focus the mind. And I would not have been able to create my book, Property Magic, if I didn't have that coaching help and the accountability to make sure it was done. So, if you've read Property Magic, that's a result of that decision I made. And if you want to be successful, getting someone to coach you and help you might be a very smart thing because otherwise we let ourselves off. So I'd like you to think about what's a really big life changing decision that you have made in the past and think about how that's benefited you and how you're much better off now as a result of that. And sometimes 
people make decisions and they don't work out very well. You know, uh, sometimes people make relationship decisions that don't work. And you know what? Um, I got married in 2007 and it wasn't a very long marriage. Basically, I, I'd married the wrong person and we got on really well, but we just weren't compatible enough to be together forever. And so I got a divorce. And you know what? For quite a few years, I allowed that to put me off getting married again. I used the excuse, oh, well, do I really need to get married? And, you know, I think that was a mistake. And I was I was basically paying for that bad decision twice. Um, I was, uh, I made a mistake once and thought, well, I'm not going to do that again. And it put me off doing it again. And that was wrong. So don't allow a bad decision to cost you twice. And so I'm pleased to say, having changed that and, uh, and not allowing a bad decision to uh, cost me twice, um, in 2021, I got remarried and I'm very, very happily married right now. So don't allow something that happens to put you off. Another example of that is sometimes I meet people who've done training elsewhere. They've paid for a course. It hasn't really given the results they want. And they think, oh, I'm not going to invest any more money in training uh, because, uh, you know, I made a mistake once. And that's that's a real shame. Just because you didn't get the right training before doesn't mean that you can't go again. And I meet people sometimes who've had a bad property experience and I'm, I'm really pleased they don't allow that to hold them back. Some people have a bad experience, think, oh, property is not for me. And they miss out on the incredible opportunity to invest in property. Whereas I meet people all the time who've had a bad experience, they take the lesson from it and they use it to move on. So the first step of eight steps to make better decisions is really to educate yourself. You don't know what you don't know. And Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, has a great saying, which is what you know will make you money. What you don't know will cost you money. And in the world of property investing, there's so much that you don't know yet. And if you don't know things, you could make expensive mistakes. If you don't know things, you might have an opportunity right in front of you, a great property deal. But because you don't know what you don't know, you don't know it's a good deal. So educating yourself is always the first step to give you knowledge and confidence. Of course, step number two when making decisions is you always need to do your research. You always want to check things out. But here's the important point here. Don't overanalyze. Sometimes people, they educate themselves. They know how to find a great deal. They find a great deal. And sometimes it's almost so good that they talk themselves out of the deal. So do your research. And then step number three, know your buying criteria. So when you find a good deal that meets your criteria, rather than talking yourself out of the deal, if it meets the criteria, just go with it and do the deal. And that's actually tip number four to making better decisions is trust your gut instinct. You've heard the expression, you're, you know, what do you feel like? What's, what's your gut feel like? Well, it's your body telling you, yes, something is good or no, something is not good. So really trust your gut instinct is something, it's a skill you can develop to become a better decision maker. Now, very often when you're making decisions, people look at what are the benefits and what are the risks. And that's step number five. You want to look at the risk to reward ratio. And a great question to ask yourself is, OK, well, um, uh, if I do this, what are the potential benefits? What's the upside? And then what is the downside? What are the potential risks of doing this as well? And 
if you are happy with those risks and if the reward is much bigger than the potential downside, then you should probably take that decision and take that action. Okay. Um, this happened to me when I was uh, faced with a decision in 1997. Do I sell my first property I bought to go and buy my next property and have a nice low mortgage? Or do I move into the second property and keep the first property and turn it into a student property? And at the time, I had a financial advisor who was saying to me, oh, Simon, that sounds very risky renting that property out. And I had a sleepless night worrying about this. But I looked at, OK, well, what's what's the what's the worst that can happen? Um, I could you know, if I can't rent this house out, if I have bad tenants, I could potentially just sell it. And it probably only cost me a couple of thousand pounds maximum. Whereas what's the upside? The upside is this house could produce me income. And I'd met my student landlord, who's the person who kind of really taught me about property in the first place, I guess. It's my kind of early mentors, if you like. And I remember how wealthy he was. And I thought, well, this this could be the start of something incredible. So I weighed up the risk and I decided to do to keep that house and turn it into a student property and the rest is history. But if I'd if I'd allowed my fear to hold me back, um, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So step number six in making better decisions is really learning how to manage the fear and asking yourself that question. What's the worst that could happen? And if you're okay with the worst consequence, well, then maybe you should take the decision anyway. And something I want to share with you, you could be just one decision away from changing your life forever. Let me say that again. You could be one decision away from changing your life forever. Now, number seven is you need to accept responsibility. The decisions you make in your life are ultimately your responsibility. You can't defer them to other people. Sometimes people say, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to ask my wife. Should I buy this problem? Let me ask my wife. Well, that's not fair because you're putting that, deferring that decision to them. And, you know, that might give you a bit of comfort in the moment. But let's say they don't give you the best advice. Your, your partner says, oh, no, maybe don't buy that property. And you end up regretting that decision in the future. You might resent that other person for helping you make that decision. So really, it's down to you to accept responsibility for all of your decisions. Don't defer it to other people. And finally, step number eight is stop self-sabotaging. Just make a decision. You need to decide, am I going to do something or am I not going to do something? Empower yourself. It's either yes or no, not a maybe. And I want you to think about this. What's the cost of you not deciding? Sometimes people look at the risk of doing something, but they don't consider the risk of not actually deciding and not moving forward. And that's the final thought I want to leave you with. So just to summarize these eight steps for you to become better at making decisions. Step number one, educate yourself because you don't know what you don't know. Step number two, when you're buying a property, always do your research, but make sure you don't overanalyze. And you can avoid that by step number three, which is setting your buying criteria. Know what makes a really good property deal for you. And if it meets those criteria, just go for it. And that links to number four, which is also trusting your gut instinct. If you've got a good feeling about something or a bad feeling about something, trust that initial instinct you have. Number five is thinking about what is the risk to reward ratio. Hope 
hopefully the upside of making this decision is far greater than the potential downside. And that links to number six, which is about managing your fear and thinking, what's the worst that could happen? Number seven, you need to accept responsibility for all your decisions. Do not defer the decision to someone else. It's not what they think. It's all about you and what you think. And number eight, stop sabotaging and just make a decision. Remember, it's yes or no. It's not a maybe. So I do hope you found this eight steps to making better decisions useful. Um, If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go and give me a five-star review from wherever you download it. And if you can mention what you actually like about this podcast, that will help other people who are also looking for similar information and we can spread the message and help a lot more people become successful property investors. So until next time, remember, invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.